0: The following message is from Temple Bible Church. For more information about the church and its ministries, visit www.templebiblechurch.org. Well, that really is the good news of Christmas that God is. With us, And and over the last four weeks, we've talked about the hope and peace and joy and love that we long for. And Christmas Eve is such an exciting moment where tonight and tomorrow morning, we celebrate the birth of Christ. I walked in tonight really pretty excited and a kid walked up to me and said, hey, are you gonna talk as long as you usually do? And I said, no, I'm quitting early so I can make sure you're on the naughty list, right? But tonight... When you leave this place, I don't know where you're going. I'm I'm going to a, a relative's house that they're just a little bit older than me and their house all year long, no matter how hot it is outside, it's about 90 to 95 degrees. So I'm leaving here putting on swim trunks and a Hawaiian shirt, going to celebrate the birth of Jesus, right? But when all that's done, when our celebrations tonight are done, if you, in the quiet, in the dark, in the stillness, if you slow down, Quiet down, you might just hear a sound off in the distance. You might hear this fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And this baby, Jesus born in Bethlehem, changes everything, and the hope, and the peace, and the joy, and the love we are looking for in Christmas can be found in and only in this baby born in Bethlehem. And Matthew is one of the places, one of Jesus' friends, a guy named Matthew, who tells the story of the life of Christ, and he says... Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, and then he tells us the account kind of from Joseph's perspective, Mary's husband who was raised, Jesus with her. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, he resolved to divorce her quietly. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God, we thank you for this truth that Jesus Christ is God made Man, that this baby born in the stable is the word became flesh. And God, we pray that tonight as we really look at this account from Joseph's perspective and how he, in hearing from this angel, found hope and peace and joy and love in this Christ child, that we might too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, can you imagine being Joseph and hearing this story? You're betrothed to a woman. That's kind of like our engagement. And maybe you grew up in the same village. Maybe you've known her for a while. Maybe you knew her family, but it's an arranged marriage. Through betrothal, you might have come to love her, and then she comes to you with the most far-fetched story you've ever heard. Hey, I'm, I'm pregnant. No, 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 but it's okay. An angel told me that this baby's from God well, could you come up with something a little more believable, honey, right? It's unimaginable, and he's embarrassed. He's the talk of Nazareth for all the wrong reasons. And he could have had her stoned to death in their culture. But the Bible says he's a just man. So he didn't want to put her to shame. He resolved to divorce her quietly, but I'm gonna tell you, I think he actually still wanted to marry her, but he was afraid to. And I'm going to tell you why I think he wanted to, but he was afraid to. It's because of how the angel says this to him. Do not be afraid. See, there are three times in the birth of Christ narrative, Mary's told don't be afraid, the shepherds are told don't be afraid, and Joseph's told don't be afraid, but Joseph's told don't be afraid of something specific. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know if he was afraid to take Mary as his wife because he feared the shame and he feared the embarrassment and he feared the humiliation that would be his as he walked around with this baby that was clearly not his son. Or I don't know if he was afraid because this story he was hearing seemed so unbelievable, it just might be from God. But his fear is overtaken by hope when the angel appears and says, do not be afraid, this is from God. Just as Mary told you, I'm telling you, hope took over his fear when he realized God was at work in what seemed to be the most broken moment of his life. And you might have come in tonight with a family member or a friend, and you might just need to hear that God's at work to bring you here for you to hear this story of Jesus Christ being born, no matter how broken or no matter how put together life seems. I think Jesus had hope because this was true for him, but God was doing something for all Israel as well. See, Israel... God's chosen people had come off the rails, so to speak. God had spoken to them when he brought them out of Egypt. Then they had a king named David who was this amazing king. They experienced prosperity and then they went into exile and Babylon took them over. And God spoke to them through prophets. But then God got quiet because Israel wasn't listening. So he just said, I'm going to be silent. And then Greece took over and then Rome took over. And the life of Israel as the people of God looked kind of like this. It was just off the rails and rusted. It looked like it was going nowhere. And when this angel showed up to speak to Joseph, it wasn't just about him. It was about all of God's people. And God was kind of saying, I'm not done. He's got something new that's going on. And maybe life just got off the rails this year. And you need to be reminded because of this baby, you can have hope because God is not done with what he wants to do in you and in me. Joseph didn't just have hope though, he also had peace. He had peace. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. Well, this is a big deal for Israel that God's gonna save them from their sins, but it's a big deal for Joseph too because this means God's gonna save him from his sins. This baby born in Bethlehem is going to live just like you and I live and like all the people in Israel live and be tempted in every way, but Jesus will never sin. And 33 years after this child is born, he's going to die on a cross to take on the punishment of the sin of all Israel and all the world, even yours and mine. And he'll rise from the dead. And our sins can be forgiven so Joseph can have peace and we can have peace, whether Israel was occupied or not, whether they were exiled or not, whether Greece had taken over, whether Rome could take it over, they could have peace because their biggest problem of all, not something outside them, something inside them, was going to be taken care of. He was going to save them from their sins. Then there's two ways this is good news. One is just this do you want your sins forgiven? I do, and this child born in Bethlehem is going to die for the forgiveness of sins. But I don't think that's the only way he's going to save us from our sins. He's going to come and live inside through the Holy Spirit all who believe so that we can be dead to sin and alive to God. And you might hear that God wants to kill sin in you and that seemed like bad news, but it's really good news. God doesn't want to kill sin in you and me because it's delightful. He wants to kill sin in you and me because it's deadly. See, this baby born, his entire life, his death, his resurrection, Jesus Christ just screams how much he is for us. Can there be peace at Christmas? Can there be peace in your heart during the holidays? See, some of you here that Advent is about peace and you go, well, that's the absence of anxiety and I really want to have peace, but I still can't sleep at night. Some of you hear peace is the absence of conflict and you go, I really want to have peace, but I'm pretty sure whoever wrote this book did not know the relatives I'm about to go be with. Let's see, this is about peace with God. And this baby came so that Joseph's and my and your sins can be forgiven. So at Christmas, we can have hope and we can have peace. But it's not just hope and peace that we can have. We can have joy as well. Joseph is told, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. See, this is the culmination of 700 years of prophecy. A virgin will conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. And about a year after Isaiah prophesied that, people thought, is this the son born? And then they kept thinking, is this the son born? And decades later, is this the son born? And centuries later, is this the son born? And on this night, when angels speak to shepherds and wise men start following that star, The son is finally born. And Joseph finds out he's got a role to play in the story that God is telling to restore all humanity from their brokenness and separation from God. But what you've got to figure out to have the joy is that there's one star at the center of the story and his name is Jesus. Jesus. And the only kingdom you can build that'll really lead to lasting joy in your life or mine is his kingdom. A guy came into my office several years ago and his marriage was dissolving. His wife was sleeping with his best friend, which is the sort of thing that will dissolve your marriage. I mean, he had his own issues and she had hers and he was so upset and he said, Chase, I just don't get it. I was just trying to build our own little kingdom. And as I heard that, I thought, oh, that just might be the biggest problem of all. Because, see, we've all got a role to play that leads to lasting joy. And we ought to relish the moments that we have with family and friends tonight. But as we consider this baby, we ought to rest in comfort and joy that only a different king can bring. Not you, not me, but King Jesus. Because in this beautiful story called Human History, there's only one star at the center and everything revolves around him. So you can have joy tonight wherever you're going, no matter how hot the thermostat is, right? Because Jesus came for real life, broken, dirty, messed up people, full of dysfunction, just like your family and mine. And you have a role in telling them the story that God is for us. It's good news. It's great joy. You shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. There's no greater love than this, that God is with us. So Joseph has hope and peace and joy and love. And he woke and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife and knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and they called his name Jesus. This is the most staggering news in the Christian story, that God became a man. In the incarnation, we find that Jesus of Nazareth was God-made man. The second person of the Trinity became the second Adam, and this second Adam would not miss the mark. Jesus, born in Bethlehem, was fully man and fully God. There's this British theologian named J.I. Packer who passed away just recently, and here's what he said about the incarnation. He said, the babyhood of the Son of God was a reality. And the more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. Nothing in fiction is so fantastic as is the truth of the incarnation. And the incarnation of Jesus Christ makes sense of everything else in the New Testament. If you can see the baby in all its wonder, you can see everything else for what it truly is. There's a a new father who struggled to see the baby. He was about 27 years old, climbing the ladder in business when his wife got pregnant with her firstborn son. He was doing really, really well. I can't remember if he was in technology and worked for a software company, or maybe it was for a big food service company that had a warehouse on the edge of town. He he could have been a doctor, uh, maybe worked at a call center. I can't recall, but he was doing really well. His wife gets pregnant. His parents have just retired. They move to town to help with this new baby. His dad's always been amazing at woodwork. And he said, I've dreamed of making a crib for my first grandchild. Could I make a crib for your son? And he says, Dad, that'd be awesome. i love it. So his wife is great with child, but they think they've got a bit of time. He goes on a business trip, and she goes into labor. He can't get back home. So his parents are there when his son is born. It's two or three days before he gets back into town. He comes in in the middle of the night. His wife is asleep, but his dad's still up. And he goes in to see this baby sleeping in this crib. His dad's made his dad said, let's go see. He's so excited to watch his son, see his grandson. And he walks across the room and he reaches down and he goes oh my gosh is this walnut dad this is the most amazing crib I've ever seen I mean the artistry it's just brilliant I just can't get over it seeing all the beauty that surrounded the baby he missed the baby And I got to tell you, there's a lot of beauty. Some great food and drink to be had, lights to see, trees to be amazed at, presents to open. But let's not forget to see the baby and all his wonder at the center of this story. Because this baby... See, he's got the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that everybody's looking for, whether we know it or not. God, would you help us tonight to have a really wonderful time with our families? And God, would you help us stand in wonder, awe, and amazement at this baby who brings hope and peace and joy and love into life for us? In Jesus' name. Amen.